0: Father in heaven, we come again to you, um, asking your blessings, your direction. Um, Help us to build up our knowledge in order to be missionaries to this movement. And help us to give testimony to these people, too. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Of course, um, we were, we were, I don't know, um, the... Uh, there were some there were some people yesterday that was not that were not here. Um, I, I don't know. I I don't want to lose my books, by the way. But um, but uh, let me share quickly the versions. Um, this is in Spanish, by the way, and this is the same version, the, the same version. Right. Uh, and this is uh, the Book of Mormon, doctrines and covenants, and the Peel of Great Priest. Pre price and um, and they are you know bounded uh, together into into that. But, um, yeah, forward, right? yeah, and um, and one of the things that we were talking yesterday was uh, regarding regarding this, and I am putting the um, here what what is the, the scriptures. Let me let me correct this for a moment. Because I didn't I was more concerned in other things. Didn't correct that. Now it's this is this is the canonical set of scriptures of the mormon. They believe that the Book of Mormon is inspired by the Lord, Doctrines and Covenants, and you are going to see it is in the In this version that I've I've been sharing with you, uh, the Peel of Great Price, and the Bible, remember Article of Faith number 8, that says that as it is translated correctly. So yesterday, we were beginning to explore, at the end, you know, we were beginning to explore the concept of Joseph Smith, and Joseph Smith, we were talking yesterday about the history Uh, Joseph Smith was was born in Vermont, in Sharon, Vermont, in 1805. Uh, Keep in mind the date, because today we are going to review something, and today we are going to enter into um, some detail, um, and I will say superficial comparison between um, some of the writings of the Book of Mormon and some of the statements coming from the Bible, but um, in history of the Church, it says, and Joseph Smith, the prophet, the instrument whom God used to translate this record, testified that, and this is quotation, i.e., this is word of of Joseph Smith. So the Book of Mormon was the most correct of any book on earth, and the keystone of our religion. And a man will get near to God by abiding by its precepts than by any other the book. Um, that is History of the Church, Volume 4, 461. So one of the things that, and we finished with this yesterday. So I am just recapturing a little bit and we are going to start after that. That in the book of Second Nephi, that is Book of Mormon, okay, I am using the writings and say, awake and arise from the dust and hear the words of a trembling parent whose limbs, yes, man, must soon lay down in the cold and silent grave from whence no traveler can return a few more days and I go the way of all the earth. So, um, it sounds very poetic, I will say. So, it is, it's quite interesting, the topic. I'm going to reflect a little bit in a, in a part of the presentation that is called Sources of the Book of Mormon. And in the Sources of the Book of Mormon, we are going to work a little bit regarding the linguistic, and I'm going to share with you some, um, um, um mm, Dissertations and not some of them, not theological dissertation, but linguistic, um, English as a language or, or, or the main topic. Dissertations and one is done in Purdue University in Indiana. I'm going to share with you that information and you're going to enjoy that. So, the point here that called my attention, and by the way, in the times in which, uh, as I mentioned yesterday. Uh, I was living in South America, and I was a little bit familiar with with the the, the two books, two books, two two works uh, or or play works of Shakespeare, and one was Macbeth, and the other was Hamlet, but in Spanish, by the way. So Sorry for that. I I already um, request forgiveness a couple of times before. So when, but the metaphor here is from from, from whence no traveler can return. So it is a very deep, deep and profound metaphor, uh, here in the second book of Nephi, chapter one, verse fourteen. And by the way, the, the, the English, the linguistic, the, the linguistic building is astonishing. Well, I would say for, for a book that is from 500 years before Christ in America, and that was originally, you know, written in, um, Reform Egyptian. It is almost a miracle, I would say, you know, not to enter into much about that, but what's the origin of this metaphor? When I was reading that, I, I, I remembered immediately, and I went to my house to look for an early version that I have of the complete Shakespeare works. And here it is. But the dread of something after death, the undiscovered country from whose bone no traveler returned. And when you compare that, and when you compare that, you're going to see that. Uh of course I put this in this book I put this I, and I say that and immediately this is coming out from them uh, let me explain what it is because it's, it's in Spanish but it's from them by the way uh, Chambi, this is coming from our friends uh, in Estudio Sud, and that is um that is one page in the internet uh, from the Mormons. That, that is from them. And they, they mention um, Joseph Smith, uh, plagiarized, um, uh, William Shakespeare when, when wrote the Book of Mormon, an analysis made by a Seventh-day Adventist pastor, and that's the name. <laughs> so, nowadays you cannot hide, you know, and I, <laughs> I I, I didn't search myself regarding that, but, um, I, I, uh, I, th- this is, this, they moved the page now. This is the other page. And you see the Angel Moroni over there, uh, is in Spanish, and, an analysis made by da, 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 da. Okay, that, that's the same. So, so what is, what is the point here? So here is, here is the thing. When you compare uh from whose born no traveller return that that is interesting, why because Shakespeare is about fifteen hundred, and Joseph Smith is eighteen so who who is coming first who is coming first? Let me tell you something they they are going to say no 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 no, no, Book of Mormon is first, of course. You I, I grant you permission to think that way. However, Book of Mormon is what? This? is a translation of what? Okay, Egyptian Reformated Language. Okay. But who is first in time? Translation or Shakespeare? Finish. Finish. Shakespeare is first. You understand what I'm yeah. saying here, so that's. Uh, so if not, they are going to ask you, please, could you tell me in Egyptian Reformed language how it says in that language? Because if you if you don't have the power to do that first, that is not a translation, and that is a very big lie, by the way or invention, modern invention. You you understand what I'm saying? Of course, I'm going to agree that um, that, uh, probably Shakespeare took the concept, the conceptual frame of non-returnable way, metaphor, coming from the book of Job. Because it's that, okay? But the concept of traveler is not in the book of Job. So here, here, that, that is, that is my thinking. That is my thinking. When you go to the book of Job, chapter 16, verse 22, when a few years are come, then I shall go the way whence I shall not return. That, that's the book of Job. So probably, maybe Shakespeare took the concept here. From here. Because it's, it's normal. Why? Because Shakespeare, William Shakespeare, was a a, a very deep intellectual person, and, and the Bible was very common, and by the way, the translation of the King James Version was in very close time to Shakespeare language. So that that's probably understandable. But the other, uh uh-uh. uh, the other it's um Ah, uh, I will leave the thinking in your, in your, in your thing regarding that. But, um, but it's very, very clear for me that here is is something that is, that is not. And probably on, on the following days, I'm going to, 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 to mention a, a, a little more things regarding these things. Here is, uh, regarding the, the Book of Mormon, the Error, I speak of, this is Joseph Smith. In the definition of the word Mormon, it has been stated that this word was derived from the Greek word "mormon." Uh, this is not the case. And look what he says now. Please, take note. And take note about this because we are going to be connecting statements regarding this uh, and And this is the source of those statements. There was no Greek, he says, and no Latin upon the plates from which I, through the grace of God, translated the book of Mormon. Let the language of that book speak for itself, so he, he says there was no Greek or Latin upon the plates. That is the golden plate from which the Book of Mormon was translated. Okay? So, let's go to, to that. Here is one. Uh, third Book of Nephi, Book of Mormon, chapter 3, verse 17. And this is about the year 34, um, you know, A.D., I am the light and the life of the world. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. So no Greek, no Latin. Okay. Well, there is a problem here. Alpha and Omega is the first and the last words words of the Greek alphabet. Or, Or here is a gap in the knowledge. Or when the big statement, there was no Greek or Latin in the manuscript is wrong, or something like that. But here is in the Book of Mormon. By the way, so you you can you can search online, you can download that uh, and, and you can and you can check for yourself about that. This this is another 2 Nephi chapter 29, verse 3. And because my words shall his for many of the Gentiles shall say, a Bible, a Bible, we have got a Bible, and there cannot be any more Bible. And and when you check the books and the chapters, it's going to tell you where, approximately, what is the time frame in which those statements, those chapters were written. And this was written in between 559 before Christ and 545 before Christ, and there was the conceptual framework of a Bible in those days. When you when you think about genealogies and dynasties and time frame and timelines, and when you are going to you know to to throw a schedule uh, upon the times you are going to see that this, this is the time of Jehoakim and this is the time of the first temple destruction and uh, and in that time uh, it, it existed in America in Egyptian reformated language the concept of Bible Bible you know In the New Testament, when the New Testament quotes scriptures, they never use the word Bible. The word Bible is not in the Bible. Because it's a a construction, linguistic construction of centuries after the time of the early church. And, and, And this means that there was a concept of Bible before the New Testament. Before the New Testament, there is no Bible. You agree with that. Everybody can agree with that. So, and before to end the Old Testament, there was a concept of Bible. The Bible here is used before Daniel, Haggai, say. Zechariah and Malachi and before Jesus and before all the New Testament. So, um, okay, the concept Bible. Let's talk briefly about this. So it's coming from Tabiblia. It's coming from Biblos. That means the books. uh, That is the the, the Hebrew scriptures uh, plus the New Testament writings. That is that is the concept. So the word biblion itself has the literal meaning of paper, scroll, and come to be used as the ordinary word for book. It is the diminutive of biblos and uh, Egyptian papyrus and possibly so-called from the name of Phoenician port biblos, also known as Gebal, from whence Egyptian papyrus was exported to Greece, says the note. And uh, the, the Greek term, Tabiblia that means little papyrus books, was an impression Hellenistic Jews used to describe their holy or sacred books, or the Septuagint, and the Christian use of the term can be traced about probably, that is that is close two hundred twenty three after Christ after Christ so here we have a gap that is how many years seven hundred years so I, I I don't know it's uh, it's up to you guys what you are going to think I am I am showing you information regarding this this topic but here um, Sometimes when I talk with them, I am bringing you know the topic and say, uh, can we can we work together reaching the origin of this work or this word um, to say and to understand what is what is the meaning for you because today we are going to share several things uh, and and you are going to see not only Bible not only Apostle not not only Alpha and Omega you are going to see that in the book of Mormon, there are several other uh, words that are not coming only from from, a Greek background. Apostle, for example. So in the first book of Nephi, chapter 14, verse 20, that is about 600 years before Christ, says, and the angel said unto me, Behold, one of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Uh, sorry, my emphasis. Uh, I, I, I need to follow the advice of my wife that, um, that I, I cannot avoid my Italian background coming up from inside to say how in the world this is possible. Because here is not only the word apostle. It's a construction. It's a, it's a conceptual construction. It's, it's a behold that is coming from King James Version. And the word behold is several times in the book of Mormon. And, and when you say, you say yourself, you ask yourself, how in the world that word exists and how, what was the connection? And they are not going to give you an answer regarding that. But, but the other, the 12 apostles, that, that is a, not, not only a theological, it's a biblical, conceptual framework together coming from the New Testament. And lamp. And lamp. In in the old testament times, in America, about six hundred before Christ, used it it is um it is quite quite interesting. Baptize. The the concept of baptism is Greek. The word is from the Greek, of course, and here it says uh, in first Nephi chapter ten verse ten, and after he had baptized. Uh, the Messiah. The Messiah. You... Okay. With water. Uh, he should behold and bear record that he had baptized the Lamb of God, who should take away the sins of the world. So, sorry again. The astonishing is increasing. And, um, you know, all, all the construction, you cannot, you cannot get that linguistically unless you are taking here and there, uh, phrases, ideas, conceptual, uh, communication elements that are coming up all together here. Because, um, you cannot say, that is possible in the Old Testament to find out this in the 600 before Christ. That, that's that's my point. You, you understand, or, or or you are or you are so astonished, or or you are thinking that I am that I am
1: crazy. Not, you
0: have, to have a crystal ball looking forward, right? Yes, yes. You 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 need more than a seer stone to 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 check up some of the things. Gospel. The word gospel is in the Book of Mormon. In First Nephi chapter 13, verse uh, 34, um, says, Because of the most plain and precious parts of the gospel, of the Lamb, which have been kept back by that abominable church, church. Another word that appears here uh which is the mother of the harlots that is before revelation by the way <laughs> say the lamp so okay you you guys um I guess you grasp uh you you, you got the point. So got the verses get the verses um the the, the places in which uh, because um of course this is very difficult for some of them to explain how in the world is possible that these conceptual ideas coming clearly from the Bible, New Testament? I mean, book of Revelation, several other books in the New Testament are going to be known in America. So, anachronisms are very common in the Book of Mormon, in my perception. And to say anachronism, in intellectual setting, dialogue sometimes, can feel like an insult. I am not using as an insult, but as a description of my perception of things that are out of place in timeline. Anachronism from the Greek ana, that is um, again, or back, or re, or something. And and chronos, uh, it is the inconsistency in some chronological arrangements, especially a chronological misplacing of persons, events, objects, or customs in regard to each other. The item is often an object, but may be a verbal expression, a technology, a philosophical idea, a musical style, a material, a custom, or anything else so closely associated with a particular period of, in the time that it will be incorrect to place it outside its proper domain that there is a standard i would say definition of what is anachronic or uh, anachronica so here we are going to enter into some um i i called uh, linguistic curiosities to to be sweet, you know, to be um, no more than that, uh, and, and the relationship with anachronic um, meanings. If you enter into the Book of Mormon online, you're going to see a page like this. So you're going to see, first of all, the official name of the church, that is the, the, um, the church of Jesus Christ, of Latter-day Saints. And after, when you search the section of the scriptures, um, or Bible, or the Book of Mormon, or doctrines and covenants, or the um, uh, pill of great price, or and, and all the content, is going to be displayed in chapters and verses. It's just uh, kind of, Soft observation regarding the point. But if you follow the third arrow, you are going to see a kind of introduction to the book and to the chapter in which is going to give you a hint, an abbreviated hint, about the content of the book and also regarding the date in which it was written. So it says that the book of Jacob, here, chapter 1, we're going to be reading chapter 7, by the way. But the book of Jacob, of the book of Mormon, it was written uh, in America, in Egyptian reformated language, about 544 and 425, uh, excuse me, 21, before Christ. Okay, that's it, is, uh, 544? 544. It's, it's over there. It's, it's over there and uh, and 420 21st. Okay. So here is um, here is the end of the book. This is Book of Jacob, chapter seven, chapter seven. And this is please, please, please pay me attention for a moment. I, I don't know how how long they are going to stay because um, I I am sharing this with you. And that's the reason I am bringing this, because I I made the screen capture because they changed from time to time the uh, vocabulary of the dynamic of the Book of Mormon, and they submit that uh, uh, to revisions. So, and remember the context in which we are talking, okay? We are talking about anachronisms, uh, especially linguistic things, uh, that we are going to detect in, in the book. This is in the English version. It's not appear, uh, in, in Spanish, for example. I, I check with Spanish. I didn't check with other. I'm sure there is another version that is going to, um, uh, to appear, but you are going to grasp immediately what is, what is the word, but you are going to catch up, you know. Um, and I, Jacob, saw that I must soon go down to my grave. Wherefore, he's finishing the book. This is wrapping up the book. And I say unto my son Enos, take these plates. And I told him the things which my brother Nephi had commanded me. And he promised obedience unto the commands. And I make an end of my writing upon this place, which writing has been small. And to the reader, a be the farewell, hoping that many of my brethren may read my words. Brethren, adieu. Au revoir. A tout à l'heure, monsieur. Je suis partout. A bientôt. Wow. Vous avez compris It's french french simple so so these are the last words of jacob of the book of mormon written in 544 before christ and jacob after linguistic biblical menu combo of ideas with reference to hell eternity salvation lot of it come to pass it come to pass commandments reference Plates, engraven, engraven, 500 before Christ, engraven in America, 500 years before Christ, engraving in America. Uh, uh, search the scriptures and end with adieu. Adieu. Adieu is, um, is a interesting background word. It's Latin. Uh, Very connected. If you are with with a um, Spanish background, you are going to capture immediately because it's the same thing. Adios. It is is the farewell expression by which you are commending a person with which you are talking to the Lord into the dismissal of the conversation. It's a kind of Godspeed or God be with you. That is that is the meaning of adios. Because the name of God is involved in that kind of farewell. And that is the same in French. So that's the reason why I say there is only one version that I for sure I know that they are going to keep the word, and this is the French version. But this is English. And this is in the original. Also, they didn't change that. I don't know if they are going to do, but don't show it up so far. But uh, okay. And uh, okay, this uh, this is uh, this is in the framework. What I'm going to talk now, it is in the same conceptual framework of. Anachronism. And, uh, and remember what is anachronism you know anachronism means something that is out of place in the times. If you are preaching or talking about the Bible and you are using the book of exodus and uh, and and if something is in an, giving an explanation and somebody say well they they use a gun or something. You are going to say, well, um, something is wrong here, because gun and the Book of Exodus doesn't match. And if you put names and say, and the, um, and Pharaoh soldiers defending everyone with a Winchester 44, you say something. Something is wrong here. It's not only the Winchester. It's only is several other things and finally you say, well there were no powder in those days <laughs> even. So uh you know all the construction it 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 is the point. That that's the that's the point in which sometimes when you read is is hurting the eye uh, about that. this is is uh please I am not telling that I am I am ridiculing here but I am describing my personal Uh, perception when I read this. This is going to be uh, well, you are going to to think about that. Uh, Mosiah 16.6 148 says and now if Christ had not come into the world speaking of things to come as though they had already come, there could have been no redemption. So this is pretending that be written hundred years before Christ. It's kind of suppositional context of the expression. Like Moses referring to his friend Hezekiah. If, if, and the concept Christ, Christ, the concept Christ is coming from the Greek Christos, and before Christ, in America, 150 almost years before Christ, um, I, I am, I am sharing. I am leaving with you your reflection and speculations regarding this. I am sharing with you the information. For me, um, it is something uh, that uh, they need to explain because it is materially impossible that uh, you are going to get. It's like Daniel was talking about the future and imposing something in a in a in a linguistic frame in which it doesn't exist in the Bible. There is a suppositional context. If if this would happen, it is it is it is quite 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 interesting the, the point. So please don't forget, Mosiah 16, chapter six. You you understand the topic. You you understand, isn't it? Okay. Uh, Some sometimes some people um, ask me about books. Um, I I I need to review this. It's a it's a um, the the book of Fawn Brody. No man knows my history. I I like it very much. By the way, Fawn Brody was uh, a Mormon, and she was uh, she lost her membership. But uh, anyhow, she, uh, she refers to a discourse a speech of John uh, Joseph Smith, uh, in which he says, nobody knows me, nobody knows my history. And from that, he, she based upon the title of, of this book. And, and let me tell you that um, one of the things that I learned with the Times is that the best writings regarding Mormons are coming from former moments. Mm-hmm. all of them, and I am going to, to share with you uh, about that. Mm, the 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 fourth in the line, Gerald and Sandra. <clears throat> Gerald is passed away, but um, Sandra Turner is alive and lives in she lives in Salt Lake City, and they wrote there. Are, there are I don't know what is the version now. It's a it's, it's a very very big compilation. And I recommend that Mormons, is the shadow of reality. They're former Mormons? Uh, they are former Mormons, yes. And they were not only former Mormons, they were related with uh, hierarchy of uh, presidents in the, in the in the church. Jesusa? Uh, Wouldn't that also be sure that have left Adventism and um, good books about us. So do you think that we can more, hold more water than some of the books that we can do about Adventism? Well, the, I didn't detect uh, in them, in, in these authors that I've been sharing with you, um, kind of bad feelings. Some, basically, um, some inconsistencies um, regarding that. But don't don't forget, oh, uh, don't forget that there is not only people that left uh, Mormonism; that there is a division in the in, in the church itself. Um, remember that is the Reorganized Church of Jesus Christ that um, is going to came up as the um, a community of Christ. In 2001, they changed the name of of the Reorganized Church of of Christ. That and Reorganized Church of Christ is hierarchically um, related with the Mormonists because there was a family of the prophet. In that reorganization of the church, and the other begin to be uh, under Brag and Young that were not family of 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 the prophet, but uh, the writings I didn't detect. You know, um, in in fact, my presentation intends to bring some data that is um, already as a as a very clear evidence about that because you are going to to check and verify the, the facts. So um let's begin to talk with regarding contradictions. And I don't know I, I don't know if you are going to be in the following days, but um I'm going to rephrase some of these things. Um okay. Uh, some of you study with them you 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 give a studies or you receive a study? Yeah. Receive. receive okay if you if you know if you know that um, let me tell you that normally you know how many how many bible studies they they gave to a person before baptism six and finished. and they are very short and there are about five, six questions, no more than that. So I I've, I've been studying that. I got all of them in Spanish, by the way. So I I detected this tendency. Let me let me give you a hint. I'm going to I'm going to um to repeat this um a couple of times before I finish the seminar. And uh let's put here one, two, three. Four, five, six. And here, for example, in the first, Bible, 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 Book of Mormon. So, Bible, 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 Book of Mormon, Book of Mormon, here. Bible, Bible, Book of Mormon, Book of Mormon, Book of Mormon. You understand? So I began to think. I say, okay. What will happen if. I do the same. So. What happened was that. Um, it is about. About more or less more more than 20 years ago but with my wife we visited the place again and uh we built up a new church and we started a church uh you know just just from the bottom of everything. No church, no seven day adventists in the in the in that city and we were studying with everybody and there were several Mormons coming uh, to the uh, the conferences, and uh, and I began to experiment with with them. So there was a family that was involved, and I'm not mentioning the city, I'm not mentioning the place, I'm not given more than this. I know where is the place, I know what is the name of the family, I know what happened with them, and I began the experimentation. Based upon this, but to them. So, what we are going to do with that? Well, I began to work with the Book of Mormon. I began to work with um, doctrines and covenants. They are familiar with that. So, they they didn't see or perceive me as a kind of enemy, uh, as a kind of someone that is going to to steal ships or something like that. No. They began to, and and of course, I began to talk every single moment in which I've been working with them to the head of the family. That is important in, in the hierarchical structure of the family to them. And he was a very, very kind gentleman. So I began to, to talk and make references of the Book of Mormon, Doctrines and Covenants, Relationships and and everything else and and began to show some things in which I do have a question mark. I I, I didn't say it's a contradiction. No, I I say you know I am a dumb guy right. and I am not understanding and maybe you might be able to explain about this. And they are going to, to show, you know, and to greet that. And I say, look, uh, this is quite interesting. I'm going to get back to this. I'm going not to miss, um, this topic. And, um, and one of the things, it is in the Book of Mormon. You have the Book of Mormon? You have? Okay. Here in the Book of Mormon says, and you read it yesterday, here, here in the all, all the version is this. This is a, a kind of official statement. It's a testimony of three witnesses. Here it says the testimony of three witnesses. So I began to read, and of course, one of the things that they are going to check is about doctrines and covenant, chapter five, and this is a solemn. Revelation of the Lord to Joseph Smith and tells, verse 3, chapter 5, And I have caused you that you should enter into a covenant with me. So, it's an invitation from the Lord, based on them, written between the Lord and Joseph Smith, and say that you should not show them, and means the Book of Mormon, the Golden Plates, To them, except those persons to whom I commanded you, and you have no power over them except I grant it to, to you. But this generation shall have my word through you. Verse 10. Verse 11. And in addition to your testimony, the testimony of how many? Three of my servants, whom I shall call and ordain, unto whom I shall... Show the things, and they shall go forth with my words that are given through you. And please don't be surprised by the next verse. You are going to make the connection. If you, if you read the Bible, of course. Verse 14. And to none of else will I grant this power to receive this same testimony among this generation. So any other person cannot receive the same testimony, except those three that the Lord decide. In this, the beginning of the rising up and the coming forth of my church, out of the wilderness, clear as the moon, sound familiar, and fair as the sun, and terrible as an army with uh, banners. Do you, yeah. Have to do so. so that is coming from the Song of Songs. Song of Songs, Sol- Solomon. Okay. That is a, a quotation. You go to that. That is, and the testimony of three witnesses will I send for of my word. Okay. That is the point, and and and, and you you got it. Yeah, you got it. So how in the world eight witnesses here? Here. And the testimony of eight witnesses. What is, what is that, uh, It's Doctrine of Covenants. Okay. Yeah. Doctrine of Covenants, chapter five. It is it is it is in the in the in the book I shared with uh, some of you guys. And here is a here is here is here is a contradiction in between this and a book that is Here, doctrines and covenants. Why? Because the Lord says, and says in a covenant, uh, that he, Joseph Smith, cannot share that with any other person of that generation and appears eight. So, okay. You understand the topic. So the point is that I work out that in a kind of interpersonal relationship and say, you know, I was wondering how in the world, because, ah, uh, this is the testimony of Oliver Cowdery, Martin Harris, David Whitner, they were the three witnesses. How in the world appears eight? Because the scripture says that no man in this generation is going to receive. It. I, I do have that question. I, maybe it's uh, my problem, you know. They, they, are, they are going to say. We better get Elder so and so here. Because, yes. That's right. Yes. The point is that, and you know, you know the answer. Because I told you before, the three early witnesses abandoned faith. And in despair, and in despair, here is here is my understanding. Here is my understand. Uh, and in despair, and, uh, because here is the testimony of the three witnesses, you know, in, in the in the in the forehead of the Book of Mormon. And after that, the testimony of the eight witnesses. But there was a covenant between God and the prophet, and the prophet will be the mediator. And there will be only three special witnesses, and there will be no there in that generation. What is, what is, what is the reason? And the reason, (laughs) and the reason is that, the reason is that the three early witnesses abandoned the faith. But in, in the, in the moment in which that happened, and in the moment in which the prophet, uh, find out that he, was without witnesses. And by the way, three witnesses, it is, hey, think about three. When, when you go to the Bible, and, and go deep into the Bible about theology and the number three in the Bible, you are going to find out several things, by the way. It is important, because um, in my, my background... That is not an accidental mind that is working together here. There is something that is behind that is telling you that a mind of someone that was close, very close to the Trinity and to the revelation and know deeply the scriptures is is going to tell you about that. We do have three ancient messages. And let me tell you, that in the mainframe of, of the Hebrew mind, when something is given three times, it's done. It's done. It's, it's done. I, I don't have the time to, to to talk about this, because that is not the topic. It's probably more a topic uh, regarding the Trinity and uh, on, on that. But let me tell you... Uh, that Satan is working very, very deep into these kind of things. Because he's bringing, you know, lights and shadows together. And bringing, you know, a kind of confusion regarding that. And for me, what happened with Joseph Smith and what happened in 1844 and, and, and that, is, that is the point in which I'm going to make an emphasis in this presentation, is we need to give testimony to these people, there are good people among them. Uh, there are there are good people um, among the evolutionists, and they need to know that they are following a smoke scream created in 1844. There are good people in spiritism, and they need to know uh, what happened in 1844, and there are good people in other religious movements created or started in 1844, and they need to know about this. So, for for this reason, I am reviewing, by the way, this book, and I am adding up a chapter regarding 1844, in which I am going to devise short mention regarding these things Because the Lord was creating something and was building up a movement and we need to give testimony to those who were confused. Simple. They were confused. And I'm going to enter tomorrow, I'm going to enter in deep into what happened in between 1823 and 1827. Because um, in that, you are going to see more of these things, and I'm going to give more information regarding those things. Let me finish the story with these people in South America. Um, at the beginning, we were working with them and giving Bible studies, and after they they enter into a kind of confusion, I invited them to 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 like saying, let let me shift gears here into something that is very very deep and is based upon the word of God and I enter into a prophetical study with them and uh, and uh, I I leave them with that. So I begin to take out the blocks of Book of Mormon and to put the blocks of the Bible one by one. One, two, three, four, five, six... Sing- Finally, I began to say, look, um, I am interested in this book. If I give you a book regarding this topic we were studying, do you mind if I, you give me one of these books? So one day I began to carry out Book of Mormons until the moment I empty all the library, local library of them, of the Book of Mormonism and filled out With Seventh-day Adventist literature. So, um, they were baptized, all of them. And uh, with my wife, one year ago, after 40 years, we visited the church and they were there. What happened when the elder from outside of the church came in and and, uh, tried to redirect them? I mean, I've watched... These people work and, uh, they do not let their people get too far away. They even mandate people come to Salt Lake City, I think, mean, like twice a year, so that they can have direct, almost, um, force type situations on them. They always come in tune. Yes. If they're yes, I don't. confounded, they yes. immediately want to bring in yes. a third, maybe I- even a third. I know that. I know that, and I'm going to answer this tomorrow. (laughs) They have a word of prayer, and we are going to finish this time. So I'm going to respect that. Father in heaven, thank you for this moment. Please, Father, help us to build our faith in your word, and only in your word. Be with us, and help us to be witnesses of your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse